KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon, hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. Good morning. I'm Kinsey Moreland sitting in for Annika Colbert. It is Wednesday, May 5th. Vaccines are open to kids 16 and up, but are teens actually getting the jab? That story soon, but first I've got your local headlines. So there's an update on that boat crash over the weekend. A U.S. citizen is now in custody, accused of captaining the boat that crashed near Point Loma, killing three people and injuring more than two dozen others. The name of the man suspected in the migrant smuggling operation has not yet been released. Two women and one man, all Mexican nationals, died Sunday when that 40-foot boat crashed into the rocky shoreline. 27 of the survivors were from Mexico and one was from Guatemala. Mayor Todd Gloria announced yesterday the formation of an Asian Pacific Islander advisory group. He named 15 San Diegans who will initially be in the group, which will focus on guiding Gloria and his administration in tackling the unique challenges facing API communities. The advisory group will meet quarterly and is scheduled to hold its first meeting on May 17th. All right, so John Cox, he ran unsuccessfully for governor in 2018, and now the Rancho Santa Fe businessman has announced his campaign to unseat Governor Gavin Newsom in Sacramento. And he did it with a real live bear by his side. Why did he do that? Well, Cox spoke to reporters in California's capital about the need to replace Newsom, who he referred to as a, quote, beauty, with himself a, quote, beast. Get it? Bear? Beast? (laughs) In any case, the political stunt is already drawing some criticism from folks calling it animal exploitation. And now for some decidedly less weird news, some good news actually. A new RV resort and bicycle and pedestrian path were open to the public in Chula Vista yesterday. The resort and path are the first two major developments completed as part of the Chula Vista Bayfront project. From KPBS, you are listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. San Diego County has recorded its first COVID-19 case of the India variant that's suspected of causing so many problems in that country right now. Health officials made that announcement yesterday. And also yesterday, our county failed to join Los Angeles and San Francisco counties in advancing to the least restrictive reopening tier. San Diego County has an adjusted case rate of five new daily cases per 100,000 people, which keeps us in the orange tier since the yellow tier is fewer than two cases. But hopefully things will keep getting better as more and more people get vaccinated. That is the hope. COVID-19 vaccines, though, are now open for those 16 and over, but are minors actually getting vaccinated? KBBS health reporter Matt Hoffman looked into that question. He talked to experts who told him that getting these teens vaccinated is challenging. 
the reality is if we if they don't get vaccinated we're not going to be able to open up fully open up and get back to a normal life at Rady Children's Hospital, Chief Medical Officer Dr. Gail Knight says their vaccination clinic is open for 16 and 17 year olds. Getting shots to minors countywide has been slow going. We have to do some targeted campaigns to parents and the teens so that they realize how important it is to get vaccinated. Through May 1st, about 29% of 16 and 17 year old county residents have gotten at least one dose of the vaccine. That translates to around 22,000 teens. We want to engage the schools um, to do that because we know that we're going to have to go out and be out in the community to get um, the population of kids vaccinated. Just last week, the first vaccination event targeting high school students was held at Sweetwater High in National City. For 16 and 17 year olds, only the Pfizer vaccine is currently approved and Dr. Knight says they have plenty of supply. And while appointments are encouraged, Rady Children's Hospitals is taking walk-ins. Parental permission is still required for minors to get their shots. And the main question doctors are hearing is, are the vaccines safe for my kid? It's good to be able to say to them, absolutely. The 16 plus were included in the early trials. We have data, information. And even though young people infected with the virus tend to have minor symptoms, there have been some coronavirus related deaths. We don't have all the information long term about what happens with kids with COVID. So we do not want to take it for granted that kids are going to be okay. And we do know that kids get sick. Dr. Knight says in the coming weeks, we could see federal regulators approve vaccinations for kids ages 12 to 15. She says getting minors vaccinated is critical in reaching herd immunity and protecting those most at risk. Your older friends, your relatives, your teachers, all of the people that you think about that are older, they don't have to be 80, even the 40 or 50 year olds. In most cases, parents will have to be with their kids during their vaccination. Teens are monitored for a little bit longer, about 30 minutes after shots, to watch out for any symptoms. The San Diego County Board of Supervisors plans to send a letter to the White House requesting that all migrants released in San Diego County should be tested for COVID-19. KPBS reporter Alexandra Renhel has more on the motion, which was passed by County Supervisor Jim Desmond and the rest of the board yesterday. And my concern is, is that the feds are not COVID testing uh, the migrants that cross without inspection. San Diego County Board of Supervisors board member Jim Desmond says some migrants getting released from immigration custody aren't properly tested or treated for COVID-19. Desmond made a motion at Tuesday's board meeting to send a letter to the White House requesting that any migrants released in San Diego County should be tested for COVID-19. The motion passed unanimously with a second from Supervisor Chair Nathan Fletcher. Obviously, we, we want the federal government to do uh, their job, which is the testing and, and treatment. And so I think encouraging them uh, to do that, I think, is an appropriate thing for us to, to do as a board. Although the county has made great efforts to COVID test asylum seekers, Desmond says he's concerned about migrants who are released straight from Border Patrol custody. Now, I realize some of them go through Jewish Family Services and other entities, but if they can't take them, then these migrants are, are let go in, in San Diego County, the transit stations and things like that. Minority Humanitarian Foundation, a nonprofit in San Diego that helps migrant families, confirmed to KPBS that migrants released by U.S. Custom Border Patrol 
were not being tested for COVID-19. The nonprofit said dozens are dropped off daily at local transit stations. The San Diego County Board of Supervisors also voted three to two in favor of a program that will provide legal representation for immigrants facing removal proceedings. Advocates for San Pasqual Academy are still working to keep the foster youth facility open. The state is trying to close its doors. KBBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne tells us for that to happen, the county and academy supporters must agree to terms that not everyone finds agreeable. Tucked in the hills of rural Escondido near the Wild Animal Park sits Santa School Academy, a one-of-a-kind residential educational campus for foster youth. But in March, the state of California informed the facility that the program would be ending in October. So we kick this set of youth out the youth that we are responsible for, the dependents of the state and of the court, many of them who have no family, we put them out of their home. Reverend Shane Harris and other advocates for the academy have been fighting to extend the program until June 2022. In order for that extension to happen, the county and the academy must agree to a set of conditions that the state has sent in a letter. The main condition that advocates find troubling, no more foster youth can enroll in San Pasquale Academy. To say that you are no longer going to send youth to this campus is to say that this academy will close. Currently, there are 82 foster youth living at SPA, 15 alumni that have graduated from SPA that have returned to live there, and over 100 staff are running the program. There is a new federal law that discourages funding for congregate living and foster care facilities, and it's one of the reasons cited for shutting SPA down. Reverend Shane Harris is a former foster youth who attended SPA. He suggests the valuable land the academy sits on may be another reason motivating officials in charge. There's a different goal with this 238 acres that maybe, just maybe, the state and the county have invested in. And I would like to know what that is. What is the plan for this 238 acres? County Supervisor Jim Desmond was not available to comment. Advocates will be asking the County Board of Supervisors for an amendment to the agreement allowing new foster youth enrollment. Coming up, how a new California law might change policing across the state. That story after a quick break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. So a federal bill that's making its way through Congress right now seeks to ban chokehold and push other police reforms at the national level. 
California, though, already has its own standard for use of force. That's thanks to then-Assemblymember Shirley Weber's Bill AB 392. And that bill became law last year. Well, CalMatters reporter Laura Rosenhall breaks down the effect of the new law on police officers and citizens. On average, California police shoot and kill someone every two to three days. That's higher than the national average, even considering California's size. After several high-profile cases of police shooting unarmed people, state lawmakers decided to act. I vote for AB 392. That measure passed. They passed a new law tightening the standard for when police can use deadly force. Here's what the new law means for Californians and police. When prosecutors decide if a police shooting is justified, they typically turn to a legal standard set by the United States Supreme Court in 1989. Your argument next to number 87. Essentially, it says an officer's use of force must be reasonable. Would a reasonable officer in the same circumstances do the same thing? If so, the shooting may be justified. Police see this reasonable standard as a critical legal protection they need to perform a dangerous job. Civil rights advocates see it as a squishy standard that's failed to hold many officers accountable for unnecessary killings. With the new law, California is going beyond the reasonable standard to limit when police can shoot. Officers can now only use deadly force when necessary in defense of human life. The law says officers are supposed to shoot only if there's an imminent threat of death or serious injury. It also says that in determining if a shooting is justified, authorities must look at the behavior leading up to the shooting of both the subject and the officer. That's supposed to encourage police to de-escalate situations whenever possible. We want to thank all of our sponsors and our supporters. And the those new who law is a win for so civil rights advocates well. who've wanted to restrict police use of deadly force for a long time. But to get the bill through the legislature, they had to compromise with police. In the compromise, lawmakers took out a definition of the word necessary. This means a lot of the power of the new law is largely going to be determined by the courts. In future cases, it'll be up to them to decide what necessary means. They also incorporated ideas from the Supreme Court's reasonable standard. So the new question for deciding if a shooting is justified will basically be, would a reasonable officer think it was necessary? After the compromise, police dropped their opposition to the bill and a few civil rights groups, including Black Lives Matter, pulled their support. The law goes into effect on New Year's Day 2020. And here's one more thing you should know. California lawmakers also advanced a police-backed bill about deadly force. It will give officers more training about the new standard, as well as things like bias and alternatives to firing their guns. For CalMatters, I'm Laurel Rosenhall. And that is the show for today, folks. Thank you so, so much for listening. And hey, the reason I am here filling in for Annika today is because we all wear multiple hats here at KPBS. Today is Pledge Drive Day, which means Annika's got to be at the station helping make all of that stuff happen. So long story short, we work hard here at KPBS to bring you the news you need. And if you appreciate our effort, please join the family become a KPBS member today. You can join super quickly and easily online right now at kpbs.org slash donate. Thank you in advance.
Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.